Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we are super excited to be joined by Dulcie Kaler, who is fresh off competing in her first U.S. Championships, to talk about her incredible season, which included winning the all-around gold at the Pan American Championships, which was her very first elite meet ever. No big deal. She's definitely someone you guys are going to want to keep your eye on as she heads into the senior ranks next season, because she's a really well-rounded gymnast with a lot of potential so we hope you get to know her a little bit more today after the interview we have a quick news recap for you all including the nominative paris cup roster we share our thoughts on the u.s's draw for worlds and we have some college gym news for you as well so stick around but before we get to that we want to real quickly thank our gold level patreon supporters so a big thank you to kathleen r lucy s becca s dfp blake b cookie master Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. Y'all are the best, and we want to say thank you. If you enjoy this podcast and you are interested in becoming a Patreon or at least learning more about what the perks are, we have a link in the show notes down below to where you can find that information. Now, please welcome to the show, Dulcie Kaler. You just got back from your first U.S. Championships ever, and you did really, really well. You were fourth in the all-around, third on floor, which is really impressive for your first time out. So how do you feel you did? How do you assess your performance? I was really proud, again, of first championships. I feel like I had, of course, a few mistakes, a little wobbly on beam, of course, fall on bars. But I'm happy I came back day two and made it and just ended confidently, and I'm definitely happy and excited for what's next. What was the highlight of the competition for you? Oh, I don't know if I can pick one thing. I think both <laughs> competition days. It was fun to compete twice and like get that feeling that after I fell, I knew I had a whole nother day to make up for it. Yeah. You could redeem yourself. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so do you get nervous before a big competition like that? I mean, honestly, Pan Ams or U.S. championships. Do you get nervous before you compete, especially at a big competition like that? Oh, I definitely do. I've always had problems with nerves. I feel like I'm starting to get better at it. I'm trying to calm myself down and like just know, especially at Pan Am's, like this was nothing. I wasn't qualifying anything. I just wanted to have fun at first international competition and championships was just, again, I wanted to have fun. Yes, national team was my goal, but I knew if I just relaxed, I could do my best. That's interesting because I feel like when I watched you, one of the things I noted was how calm you looked. And even if you did make a mistake, you were like cool as a cucumber. You were like not phased. <laughs> so I think you're doing really good. Oh, thank you. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> how do you calm your nerves? Like, do you have any like tips or tricks to kind of calm yourself down before a competition? Um, I'm not sure. I really try to like, again, I breaths, calm myself down to just kind of not get in my head too much, just kind of trust myself more. And especially with the way we warm up where I get to touch each event before, I like to like, if I mess up, that was my one mess up of the day. And if I don't, I'm just do the same thing again. I'm curious. So with the two day competition, that day in between, you obviously don't have a competition. Do you like go out and do something? Do you have to train that day? Like, what do you do on that in between day? We had one auxiliary training day in another gym and it was, 
a few routines, just not too much after competition, but enough for getting ready for the next day. And yeah, simple practice. If you had a choice, would you want to do the competitions back to back or do you like having the day in between to kind of rest and even mentally rest? I think I did like the day in between. Of course, sometimes you just kind of want to get it done, but I liked being able to kind of reset, have practice and then come back, recharge and ready. And so you were named to the national team again because you placed in the top eight. What was that like for you? So you got to be on the floor, get your plaque, get the national team jacket, all of that. What was that like? That was absolutely insane. That was my whole goal for this season. Pan Ams was kind of an extra thing that I was so happy that I qualified for. And but coming here and competing against all the other U.S. girls that are amazing, it was nice to know I still could be up in the top and make national team. When you're competing, are you like looking at where you're at? Like, you know that you have to place top eight. Are you like paying attention to that and seeing like where you're at? And if you're like in contention? That's a funny thing. The first day, I've never really been able to see that up so big. The first day I really watched it. And I think I might've stressed myself out too much thinking about placements. So second day, I didn't look till the very end. I tried my best not to look. Yeah. (laughs) It's like right in your face, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then the guy in the arena is always announcing, is it like the top five or I think he's always like reminding you where you're at and you're like, please stop. You're like, don't tell me. Yeah, like, plug <laughs> your ears. For doing something, so I try and just not pay attention to it. Cover your eyes, plug your ears. Yeah. <laughs> don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I never really thought about that. Like, at a competition like championships, they they blow it up on the big screen and they're saying it. I feel like that'd be really hard, like, not to be thinking about that. Yeah. And that could throw you off. <laughs> I know. I, I think I might have done that the first day. So I tried to just not pay attention, see what happened. Lessons and it worked. Learned. Yeah, so far it worked that time. So, <laughs> and so you qualified elite shortly before you were named to the Pan Ams team. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. So I guess just like tell us about that whole process of qualifying to elite and then getting that first international assignment and and how you think that went. I had qualified and I had a few more level ten meets left in the season, so I just enjoyed finishing that out and. The Pan Ams, I kind of just went as my first ever camp. I had an invitation and I wanted to see how I was like. And going into it, I didn't really know if I was going to make the team. I just wanted to try. Making it was the best thing that could have ever happened. And going there was so much fun. Was that your first time out of the country? Yes. Was it? Fresh passport. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Are there any other countries that are like on your bucket list of either for gymnastics or just like personal fortification or something? Is there a country that you want to visit someday? For both gymnastics and personal. I know it's also where the Olympics are, but I've always wanted to go to Paris. That is my all-time dream. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. Oh my gosh. That makes it that much more exciting. (laughs) I know. So uh, with Pan Ams, you got gold with the team, gold in the all around, second on vault and third on beam. I guess talk about that whole experience and what your goals were coming in. Did you think that was possible for you or did you kind of surprise yourself? Oh, I did not think that was possible at all. Especially like after I fell on bars, I just, the whole goal of that meet was to have fun and learn what it's like to do an international meet, hope for more in the future. And when I fell on that on bars, I tried to just come back with the best beam I could do. And uh, actually one of the team members too, Zoe Malomo told me that I won and I did not believe it. She had to tell me it again. And <laughs> I definitely surprised myself. That was insane. 
how do you feel like that performance and, and the results that you had, how do you feel like that helped your confidence, not only going into championships, but then just honestly going forward the rest of your career to know that for your first elite meet, basically your first elite meet ever, and then also to have it be your first international meet that you could do that well, how does that help your confidence? Oh, that helps so much. Again, nerves were a little less just knowing that that did happen and just going in, having fun. And I at championships, I want to do the same thing. I knew there was a lot of other good, really good girls that didn't try for the Pan Am. So I knew it was going to be harder, which I was fine with that. I just wanted to do my best and see what it was like going up against them. Did you get to sightsee at all in Brazil? Oh, yes, we did. We had a fun little gondola ride and that was a lot of fun going up mountains and even just the car rides to the auxiliary gym every day in training was so fun to see what the whole place was like. So what would you say was your favorite part outside of the competition? What was your favorite memory? I think every day before the meet and podium, we would all go to one of the team teammates hotel room. We would all get ready together, put makeup on and getting ready. That was really fun to see how we got to just hang out with each other and relax before we went. Do you do your own hair for the meet? Or is there someone on the team that's like the designated hairstylist? My mom does my hair. Okay. I I can't braid on my own head. So <laughs> I can't either. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love the way braids look, but I cannot for the life of me figure out how to do it myself. <laughs> so my mom also braids my hair. <laughs> yep. That was my mom. So at Pan Am's, was your mom there for the competition? Was she still able to do it? Yes, she was. She came with me to watch and she had, she got to stay in the same hotel as me so I could go see her. And that was really nice to have her there with me. Yeah, especially for your first first international meet, but also your first time out of the country. I would also want my mom there. <laughs> yes, definitely. It did help a lot. So you're already going to be a senior next year, which is so wild because like we're just now getting to know you as a junior elite and then you're not going to be a senior. So do you feel ready for that? Are you ready for the senior ranks or do you kind of like low-key wish that you could have another year as a junior? (laughs) I actually am really happy because I want to have like a season before our Olympic cycle Mm -hmm. or the year. So I was happy I get to kind of just feel what it's like and I know a lot of amazing girls, especially that coming back from college, or I know it's going to be incredibly hard to even compete with them, but just, I want to see how I compare against them and feel what it's like to be a senior. You're ready to get right out there. Yeah. (laughs) So when did you move to WCC? I moved a little over a year ago. Okay. What prompted that switch? Because I know at championships, you told me that was the best decision you ever made. So what prompted the switch? And then what makes you think that it's the best decision you made? I just needed a higher expectation for myself. And the coaches here at WCC, Laurent Cecile, are amazing. They push me in everything I need to be pushed. And they tell me, like, if you want to have this, you need to get this. You have to just deal with it and figure it out and they helped me along the way and it's just amazing all the girls there practicing with big names like Jordan Zoe Miller Amari that's it's such a great environment and I love it I was just about to ask that what's it like training with an Olympian (laughs) it's insane it's crazy to see just in practice how powerful and real life it's just how they train how I'm even next to them is insane (laughs) it's gonna feel incredible It's incredible. I'm like stretching on 
the same area as them. And it's crazy. What is Jordan like in the gym? Because I feel like just watching her on the competition floor, she seems like she's so much fun, really great energy. She seems really nice too. What is she like in the gym? It's exactly like that. She <laughs> always tries to keep it happy, keep it fun. I know like sometimes you get down doing so many routines, but she always makes it fun and she's definitely so nice. So for the rest of this year, do you have any more competitions that you have your sights set on or the next time we see you, you're going to be a senior? The next time you'll see me is a senior. <laughs> I have some camps, but just trying to work as many upgrades as I can to need to get difficulty if I want to try and be a senior. Yeah. A competitive senior and just trying to do that. Yeah. What's it like? So coming down from your season and like so close after championships, when you're in the gym, are you just working like skills or are you doing your team still? Or what is that like after you finish championships and you're kind of done competing for the rest of the year? What's your schedule like? I took a little short vacation break right after championships and now come back skills, ton of upgrades, trying to see what could stick and I could do. And still, of course, uh, are always normal skills, keeping up with them and maybe putting some together, little parts. And when it comes time that we need to be ready to do routines, we'll pick a month or a few weeks to start doing routines again. Okay. I know some gymnasts are really like tight-lipped about their upgrades. Is there any upgrades that you can share that you want to have for next season or is it top secret? She's trying to get the tea. <laughs> it's just beginning of what I'm going to do. I really have no idea. Okay. I definitely need to get a different kind of vault I've only ever done a Yurchenko so mm -hmm. hopefully you'll see that sometime. okay you mean like a different entry like something other than a Yurchenko style vault yes okay interesting <laughs> so if you I don't know if you've had the chance to think about it yet but do you have goals for next season or I, either way I guess what are your goals for the future I think of course near future like you said this next season is seeing always how I can compete against other girls that are also senior and of course national team will always be my biggest goal at the end of the season but I would love that Pan Ams was an incredible experience and I loved it and if I could do any other international meet I would be so excited. Do you want to do college gymnastics someday? I definitely do want to do college gymnastics. Do you follow it like during college gymnastics season do you like tune in and watch it every weekend? I try to sometimes at all time, but I always try and see all the meets. Yeah. Do you have a favorite team to watch or a favorite couple of teams to watch? Top probably Florida and Oklahoma. Good picks. Florida is a fun one to watch. They're one of my favorites to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have some fun get to know you questions. So first one is just how did you get started in gymnastics? My mom had a store that my family worked at and while we had extra time, they put me in a little summer gymnastics camp, recreational, and I started loving it from the beginning. And they asked me if I wanted to join a little team, beginning our team, and I joined it, and it's been ever since. <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> is there a certain gymnast that when you were little that you looked up to? Not really. I always looked up to any elite. I, was, I knew I always wanted to do elite gymnastics, but... Of course, when I was younger and up to now, I love Sean Johnson. She's incredible to watch. She was one of our favorites too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met her before? No, I've never met her. Maybe someday. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be good. <laughs> what is your favorite event to train and then your favorite event to compete? Favorite event to train, either beam or bars, I think. Because beam, yes, there's always the risk of splitting the beam or falling. But 
when you're on, it feels so great. And bars, just getting new skills and putting things together is always so much fun. And competing, probably bars. I know I've fallen a few times, but it's always, when you make it, it's the best feeling. Your bars are so beautiful, though. You have, like, perfect toe point. The lines are great. You are bar queen. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. What about an event, in your opinion, do you see as, like, your best event? Is there, like, an event that you see as, like, your strength? I'm not sure. I always, it kind of changes all the time. Like, I used to think vault was my absolute worst. Like, I used to be really bad at it, and it's not my strongest, but I still feel like I've improved on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have one that I think is the best. I like I like little bits of all of them. Yeah. I feel like you're pretty even keeled. Like, I feel like you're equally as good at every event, so. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good balance. Thank you. <laughs> Are you homeschooled or in public school? I online school at home, yes. Okay. What is that like? How do you like that? I love it. I love being able to go at my own pace with practices, two-a-days. I can do it, like, midday or even at dinner when I needed to finish it. I like being able to do it on my own time and getting it done. So what is that like? Do you have like a, a like a tutor type person that helps you out or do you do it like 100% on your own? I do have teachers for each class, overall teacher that helps if I need questions. But most of all, my parents are always here as like my learning coaches, that's what they're mm-hmm. called, okay. to help me through if I have any like specific questions for What's your favorite subject? Science. <laughs> Definitely. What about least favorite? History. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at that. Yeah. History can be kind of boring. <laughs> I never, it is boring and then I don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like I've sucked at history when I was in like high school and then in college, obviously you have to do like all those classes over again. And I sucked at it in college too. So forward to that. What about hobbies outside of gymnastics? What's something that you like to do when you're not training or, you know, competing? I love art drawing. I do embroidering a lot and I love doing that. And I love baking a lot. I like trying new things. Sometimes it doesn't work out and (laughs) everybody has to deal with the taste of that. But (laughs) I always try and do something fun. I love it. What's your favorite thing that you baked? Uh, I baked, I didn't technically bake it, but it was a cheesecake I made for my dad's birthday. And Big cheesecake girl right here. I love cheesecake. <laughs> it was very rich. So, uh, <laughs> she likes rich stuff too. Yes. So, <laughs> Any fun facts or maybe anything interesting about you that you think fans would be surprised to learn? Oh, no. I know that's like the question Um, they always ask like what's a fun fact about you and you're like I don't know (laughs) I I guess it's kind of my name is pretty I love my name but my mom loved this book called Don Quixote and one of the characters in there was Dulcinea and my name is Dulcie and I always think it was a fun way to get my name I love that yeah it's a beautiful name thank you that was all we had as far as questions. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted to mention or anything you want to say to the people? I'm very excited for next season being a senior and trying to show what I can get. And <laughs> I'm very thankful for my coaches being here. And I am so excited to show what's next. We 
We just want to take a moment to say thank you again, Dulcie, for taking the time to come join us on our show. We are very big fans of you, and we're so excited to see everything that you're going to achieve next year in your first year as a senior, but then also beyond. We think you're going to do amazing things, and we can't wait to watch you. To wrap up this episode, we just wanted to do a little quick news update. Something that we had touched on a couple weeks ago was the European Championships, and there was some potential injuries we weren't really quite sure of at the time, but... Now, unfortunately, we have confirmation that Lorette Sharpie from France has tore her ACL. I assume she did that on her part dismount. We talked about it a couple weeks ago when yeah. she landed and then she like timbered over. And she got up and she appeared to be fine. She won a bronze medal on bars. Yes. <laughs> this is unfortunately her second ACL injury. So super unfortunate, but we're hoping that she can make a quick recovery and hopefully see her next season. Asia Diamato as well from Italy is also going to be out for the rest of the season. She had a bad landing on her second vaults at European Championships in the vault final and um, did have recently have surgery on her ankle. So yeah, we're not sure of the extent of her injury. I couldn't find any information on like what specifically the injury is, but we do know that she recently had surgery and she'll be out for the rest of the Mm -hmm. season. So, and that's really unfortunate for Italy having their obviously European all around champion, not in contention for the world championship team. Yeah. And and that's four routines that they're going to have to replace, which they can do it, but it's just not going to be, in my opinion, it's not going to be the same level i mean she's a huge contributor for the team and honestly italy was last time they had a team competition at worlds was in 2019 and italy won the bronze yeah and i think that they have a great shot of getting the medal again this year but and i still think without asia they can do that they They have a really talented team i just think that this is going to make it a little bit more challenging and um Maybe even out the playing field a little bit, because I do think coming in, the U.S. and Italy, at least in my eyes, were two of the top teams to mm-hmm. contend for the gold medal. So, yeah, I think this will be obviously a challenge for Italy, but definitely still in medal contention. I would not count them out because of this. But really interested to see who they're going to select to... Fill her shoes. <laughs> yeah, take that place. There's... Uh... Really exciting competition coming up before the World Championships. September 24th and the 25th, we have the Paris World Cup. Which I am super excited for. It's going to be a mini World Championships or like the pregame to the World Championships. Yeah, we're going to get a really good idea of how some of the best athletes in the world are looking at this competition. I'm so, so excited for this. So there's going to be a men's and women's competition. The men have some big names. Obviously, Brody Malone and Danelle Wittenberg secured their spots with their performance at championships and obviously they also secured their spots on the world championship team for later this year um but i'm also excited to see Heath thorpe isn't he gonna be submitting a leap um i don't know did he say that yeah i think he's submitting i think i saw that on twitter that he's oh. submitting a leap to potentially be named after him. well that wouldn't be surprising because he is the leap king yes <laughs> you wanted to say queen i could see you were like leap queen and you're like wait my brain stopped working for like a hot second there but yeah it's an exciting men's field and a really exciting women's field Brittany wants to go ahead and read the list yeah so we have and this is also, nominative yes i was just going to interrupt you to say that i'm sure a lot of these gymnasts we will actually see competing but as far as the u.s goes i guess i don't want to say take it with a grain of salt but 
We the, sometimes see nominative rosters that don't actually align with what the team ends up being. Yes. So this is not for sure definitively who we're seeing, but we certainly hope this is who we see because I think this would be really, really exciting. We have Jade Carey, Sky Blakely, Shailise Jones, Lexi Zeiss, Melanie DeJesus Dos Santos, who's training at World Champion Center now. Don't forget that. I think a lot of yeah. people haven't realized because she hasn't really posted a whole lot since she moved. Yeah, she's been MIA really since the Olympics, it seems. So... Really excited to see her. We have Maureen Boyer, Carolyn Hajui, Nina Drawal, Jennifer Gadarova, Rebecca Andraji, Flavia Sariva. Those are just a few of the names that are going to be competing and, that we think. <laughs> and Ellie Black from Canada as well. So a really, really stacked field. I hope that we actually get to see everybody on that list compete. Because again, I think it would be super competitive and also a preview for the world championships and what we can expect Mm -hmm, absolutely so again that's september 24th and the 25th so coming up here in a couple of weeks and again i think a good pre-game for the world championships yeah and when we get more information about how you can follow how you can watch we will share that information on our socials and also confirmed lineups Something else that we got over the past week was the draw for the World Championships, and we learned that the U.S. men and women are going to be in the first subdivision, and they are going to be starting on floor and ending on beam. (laughs) Not the best draw. (laughs) That's like the worst draw that you could get, I feel like. But I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue. I mean, sure, they could... Be a little bit shaky on beam and not have the best qualifications, but like I don't think that's gonna keep them from making the team final, <laughs> right? I mean, it could make things interesting for event finals. It could, and who also makes the all around final? Like that could make things interesting on that front. But like you said, I think as far as I'm qualifying to the team final, I'm not worried about that, and I'm also not worried about them contending for a medal i know there's been some talk online like some people think that the u.s is not going to get a medal at worlds and i'm like first of all with russia being out that makes things for sure easier but even with russia there the u.s still has one of the best teams in the world yes people started saying that after pan ams because the u.s didn't have their best performance but they also didn't send their a team like let's be real with Jade and Jordan, we've seen how they look now at championships, and then Connor, Connor and Shailise, yeah. and we're not factoring in upgrades or anything yet. Like, the potential is through the roof with this team, and I think it's going to be just fine. <laughs> and we haven't seen everybody hitting on all cylinders the way that we hope they will be at the World Championships. So, yeah, I think there's still just so much that's unknown and so much that I'm looking forward to see. But we'll do a whole world championship preview as we get closer and hopefully we know a little bit more about you know who might actually be on the team because Leanne Juan is another one that we're not really sure yeah not if on the national team at the moment yeah and we're not really sure of the status of the injury that she had from the U.S. championships we do know that she's at Florida right now which doesn't necessarily mean anything because she obviously is a student at Florida and school starting. So my guess is she's there starting classes um, and training, probably rehabbing, gearing up for the world championships, I would assume. But like you said, Ashley, she's not on the national team. So interesting to see, you know, what's going to happen in the coming weeks and months. The world championships are October 29th through November 6th. And we will pass along more information for that when we have it. Unless that information's already out and I'm just not aware of it. Like what time the meets are and... Yeah, it might be. I, to be honest with you, I have not 
tried to seek it out yet. <laughs> so, but we will provide that information once it gets closer. Right now, it's a little bit too early to even start thinking about watching worlds and planning for that. Like what time and all of that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, a couple quick other notes. Um, these are in the college gymnastics news realm. Um, Avery Neff. Obviously, one of the number one recruits in the country right now. I would say the number one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could, it could be up for interpretation, but in my heart, she's number one for sure. Um, she visited Utah, which, not surprising, that's where I low key think she's going to end up. <laughs> well, she's from Utah. Right, exactly. We talked about this before on the show. We, we went through a list of like the top recruits and we said where they're going to go. And <laughs> Avery Neff, Utah is definitely happening, in my opinion. Yes. We don't know that for sure, to clarify. We yes. just are predicting. <laughs> yes. The way just... you said that made it sound like you knew something. I'm confident with nothing but just how I feel <laughs> so that it's happening. Yes. <laughs> But um, I wanted to talk about the little hype video that she posted. One, I appreciate the transparency. I appreciate that she just straight up posted, hey, I went on a visit. And she posted some photos. And she posted. It feels so secretive. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in other sports, it's not. The athletes are really open about what schools they're visiting. And I wish we saw that transparency more on the gymnastics side. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't know if these gymnasts think that, like, if they post a certain school, that other schools are going to think that they're not interested in coming because, yeah. like, they're going to think that, oh, Avery Naff went to Utah. Well, she's not interested in LSU. I'm just throwing out random things here. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they think that, like, the coaches are going to think that she's not interested because she posted photos from another school. But obviously we know that they visit multiple schools and they talk right. to a lot of coaches. And, you know, I, I feel like that's something that we all... As a collective, whether that be athletes, coaches, fans, we all understand that. So right, like you, know. you posting photos of your recruiting trip does not mean you're going there. Right. <laughs> so I really do love and appreciate the transparency. I, I love that we're seeing, you know, what school she's interested in and a little bit of what her trip looked like because you could see, you know, who she was there with. You know, if she was at the football game, they did a photo shoot. So you kind of get. I want to say almost a little bit behind the scenes of like what the recruiting process looks like, which I find super interesting. And I want to give a shout out to Utah because they are changing the game and they've done that before. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Utah is responsible for a lot of game changing in college gymnastics. But I like the video that they made and I don't know if they made it for everybody. Avery was the only one that I saw post it out of the gymnasts that were there, but... Yeah, it just it has her name on it. They used photos from the photo shoot of her wearing the leotard. And Brittany and I, we had talked about this. I think that's really cool because it's smart. You know that she went to bed at night and she was watching that video. Okay, you don't actually know that, but <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah, that she watched that video over and over again and she can envision herself being at Utah. Yes. She feels like she's a part of the team. It feels legit. Yeah, I think that's part of the strategy you watch a video like that that's the kind of content they produce for the gymnasts that are on the team and so as somebody who is considering that school to have this video of you this edit where you know you're seeing yourself in a utah leotard and you're seeing the quality of promotion that they can do yeah for you kind of gives you that feeling of like this is what it would be like if i was a part of this team and i think that's a brilliant strategy absolutely so shout out to utah and i think more teams should be recognizing that and also doing something similar a couple quick more things um mark zetta frazier coming back for fifth year that was something that 
I think a lot of people were waiting on it. Yeah. Not really sure if she was going to come back or not because she was pretty silent. And well, she was posting videos of herself in the gym at UCLA. And we yes. were all like, are these old videos that she's just now posting? Well, are she, you actually there right now? And she does that because there's been times where she's posted videos of her at Parquet's. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like, it's mid season. There's no way you're at Parquet's right now. Yeah. Like, you're flying back and forth from Pennsylvania to, to California. While you're in school, while you're in the middle of season. Right. So she does post random old videos. She hadn't acknowledged the end of her career. She hadn't acknowledged, she didn't say anything that made us think one way or the other. There was no hints. It was very much like, yeah, last season happened and. You don't know what I'm doing. And I think don't with, let him know your next move. Right. Literally. And I think with Nora leaving, it left a lot of people in question just because they were so close. Yeah. And just with everything that happened last season, um, you know, everything that was going on with the program, I, I wasn't sure if she would want to stay. But now they have a new coaching staff. And I'm glad to see that she made the choice to stay and get that... One last hurrah, although she technically could do another year. She has That's true. six years of eligibility because she was injured last season. Um, and then she also has the COVID yeah, year. Good point. So, yeah, so we could potentially get two more years out of Mars. Who knows? could. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to follow. But like I said, just really excited to see that we will get another year of her Florentines. Because I think we all missed out on that last season Absolutely. for sure. And, you know, hoping that it'll be a better experience for her to finish out her career the way that she deserves to. Absolutely. And I think for the most part, that's all we're expecting to come back. We, most of the big names and people that we all want to come back have announced that they are coming back. Super exciting. Except for one. We'll give a little tease here, and obviously we're not going to say who it is because it's not our place to do that. But there is somebody who is a pretty big name for their team, and... Definitely is fooling people into thinking that she's done, and she's not, at least from what we last knew. Yeah. So the plan was kind of to just be secretive and to make sure she's not in the background of any videos or photos. They're being very strategic to build the hype. Like, they want to shock people, I think. Yes. And suddenly be like... JK, I'm back. It's going to be a major plot twist. Trust us on that. So if, if it's still happening, I guess we haven't we haven't checked in and got an update in a while. But there is somebody. Don't Basically, what we're trying to get at is don't think the fifth year announcements are over. Because there may be one more. Or maybe there is more than one and we don't even know, you know? True. Like we could be shocked ourselves. And But I do think you said, like, there's majority of the people that we were keeping our eyes on. Like, the big people. Yeah. We know what's happening. They're either coming back, they transferred. Right. Nora's coming back. Mars is coming back. Natalie Wojcik's coming back. Abby High School's coming back. Abby Um, Brenner's coming back. Abby Brenner's coming back. And yes, another transfer. Um, Pretty much everybody. Shalyn Olsen. Yeah, I mean, like, you go through all the the teams, the top teams, and you think of, like, who could come back for the fifth year this year. Majority of them are. So that's very satisfying as a gymnastics fan. And, um... Really looking forward to the season. I'm, I'm ready to go again. Yeah, college gymnastics season, we say this every year, but it's the best time of the year. I'm thriving during that time. I'm the happiest during that time. We travel the most during that time. We have a lot of meets that we are hoping to go to this season, like a lot. <laughs> so yes. um, whenever we have someone on the show or there's like someone that we that we know pretty well, 
we're like, yeah, we're going to try to make it out to a meet this season. And then one day we just stopped and we looked at each other and we were like, how many gymnasts have we made promises that we're going to come out and visit them this season? Yeah. At least three. So we have lots of traveling that we were planning on doing in the coming months. Um, It's four. <laughs> Do you want me to say what they are? Yeah, you can say it. Well, I mean, it's not... Utah, Official, but we're planning on it. Utah, right? we want to. absolutely, yeah. Utah, Alaska, yeah, but we're not Georgia. Gonna, we're gonna do Alaska next season. I thought. We yes, did. but we also they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we had to narrow it down somehow. Alaska, Utah, Georgia, and Fisk, and Fisk, and NCAA's, and obviously Michigan and Michigan State. But we live here, so it doesn't really count. We're going to be busy. And, and Central, which that's also in Michigan, obviously. But we, we do need to go see Hannah Demers yes. up in Mount Pleasant. It's a drive for us, but it's definitely possible. Right. It's not like... Right now, we're, we've said this before, but we're like in the perfect, most convenient location for Michigan, Eastern Michigan. And honestly, Michigan State's not far at all either. Mm-hmm. Central's a little bit like... To grab some snacks, grab a book, get some good tunes downloaded on your phone because it's going to be a drive. Is it two and a half hours? I think from here, yeah. Or two, something like that. Either way. um, And we also wanted to go to an Auburn meet this season. Yeah. (laughs) We have high, high hopes. (laughs) So uh, stay tuned to see if any of that manifests. (laughs) Utah, I for sure want to make happen because Utah is on our bucket list. And obviously, it's our girl, Abby Brenner's last year of gymnastics, and she's at Utah now, so. Which, by the way, can we announce? Yeah, we can say that. That's fine. So, our next guest will be Abby Brenner. <laughs> Which was requested, actually. We it had was. one of our Patreons requested, so we wanted to wait till closer to season. Um, we didn't want to do it, like, middle of summer because I yeah. feel like that's a random time we wanted to give her time to get to Utah and adjust and mm-hmm. um, experience a little bit of Utah so we can ask her all about it right. so so we're gonna check in with her next week so stay tuned for that and we have a couple other interviews lined up as well yes. but those are gonna be secret yes top top secret but if you're a Patreon supporter gold or silver you do get to find out like I guess it depends when we actually post it but like a week Sometimes a little bit over a week before we do the interview and announce it to everybody else. And you get the chance to ask questions if you have any. Yeah. So make sure if you're a gold or silver Patreon supporter that you're checking the Patreon app. And I think you also get an email notification. I'm not exactly sure how that works. But um, if you're not, let us know and we can like figure out how to make that happen. But just want to make sure you guys are utilizing and reaping all the benefits of being a Patreon supporter. That does it for this week's episode. We just want to give one more quick thank you to Dulce for taking the time to come on our show. And as we just mentioned, next week's episode will be with now Utah U, Abby Brenner, which we're super, super excited about. So make sure you guys come back next week to hear all about her transfer from Michigan to Utah and what lies ahead for her final season of gymnastics. We hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.